0: I've played this game too long, mortal. My servants can smell your blood. Human, I think I shall remove you from the board to face your own masters. what's going on everybody welcome to play retro episode number seven i am scott johnson one of your hosts and i'm ready to dip a little mana into my shooter
1: oh and i am your other host brian dunaway and at the start of life i chose hurt me plenty and i have regretted it every day since oh
0: hurt me pl- did these the same hurt these the same scaling thing in there is the same list of difficulties no I,
1: it's no it's not it's actually even I think there's even difference for classes in the new, uh, in the one we're talking about, Day Hexen. uh, Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. The the, the classes
0: had different settings for their difficulty levels because they all played so different. Yeah, we'll get to all that. Uh, That's just a hint of what's coming up here on today's show. Before we get too far into it, though, a couple things. We got some listeners who believe that Brian's $20 television that's behind him right now with Metroid Prime 1 (laughs) sitting on there. What a cool intro that
1: game had. I love it. It's, it's so, so good. It's, it's like, uh, it's so good. yeah. It's it's flashy and it looks like viruses and everything else. And I'm like, what's the story, Metroid Prime? On it holds. GameCube?
0: It holds up in a really magical way. That 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 yeah. element of it is really neat. Anyway, a lot of people but think yeah, your TV my- was hot. They think you got it off some fencing <laughs> weirdo and out of the back of his trunk, and he you know <laughs> used it for drugs or something. What do you think?
1: Like this? I said, the guy the guy was on Facebook Marketplace. He he sold it to me. We met in the parking lot of a of a of a not even a real Piggly Wiggly, It's their saver brand of Piggly Wiggly stores, he ran there with the thing in his arms on a you know almost a drizzly day. Sure, it looks suspect, sure, but it's a twenty dollar TV that I'm sure nobody misses, even if it is hot. I mean, if if you're gonna do something, it <laughs> does sound like stealing somebody's uh, you know twenty five year old TV and selling it to somebody else for twenty dollars is exactly the. The move to make.
0: I agree. It works though.
1: Look at it back there, working away, pumping out the gas. Let me see. Let me me tell you. Even if he stole this thing, he earned the twenty dollars from from hauling it from where he came from. Yeah, he was sweating.
0: It's not giving you back cancer or something by just playing back there, is it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was worried. I was worried it would smell like smoke and everything else would be. I was I was worried about the condition. It's in really good condition. And once I did see the guy, he looked like uh, he's a young person. Uh, but he looked like he was really into retro games. He kind of had that whole vibe, and he's just—he—he he seemed like he was from the city. I live in a fairly small town. He sure. felt like he—he he, he had an accent like he was from the city, yeah, and yeah. I think he was just trying to make changes in his life sure that, yeah. that but that's what i'm telling myself so i can have this hot tv behind me yeah and i i can respect this about this guy he's totally us. <laughs> oh fine. by the way by the way yeah. i have another hot tv coming in this one's free 26 inch sanyo has two s video inputs
0: wait how are you get getting that, that, that what did you how'd you work that out is this another one of your uh you, brian's got a sugar daddy out there somewhere who's just like <laughs> Going, oh Brian Brian wants
1: a thing? I'm putting it in the mail today. Like he's got somebody what on me the out. I don't
0: know who that um, is, but congratulations. I don't have anybody like that in my yeah, life. That's fantastic. This
1: is actually I, I, I said I wouldn't go back to Facebook Marketplace, but I did. And I went and looked, I just typed in old TV and instead of doing twenty miles from where I'm at, I did fifty miles, and there was somebody right on the edge there. Who was giving away a free TV? And this person actually had a Facebook profile that looked like a normal human being. The last guy I wasn't sure about, you know. Mm. Uh, But this person has a regular, you know, picture. And so I was like, because I was wanting, I I got this TV really cheap, but it's only got AV. So it's got one audio and one video and a coax. So mm, the quality is only going to go so far. This one's actually S video. So I decided to take a chance. If you're getting an S video television,
0: that is actually pretty cool because you can connect. So, Here's what I think. The twenty inch behind you is perfect for all your like, NES, NES Genesis. You know, yes. put all that on there, and then your cube, your you know whatever your things that might take advantage of a little higher bump in video and definitely a bump in audio quality. I think that may be the new TV. Yeah. Do,
1: do use it for. I've me. got the good. I've got the good uh, S video GameCube. There was a version that didn't have the better connectors, and I have the one with both the the high definition connector so that's the reason why the gamecube is what prompted me to look again
0: oh well that'll do that my gamecube died when one of my my son's friends uh a tv about that big was connected to a gamecube and he got up there and thought he was being funny and he grabbed the tv and it fell over face down and smashed the gamecube and the controllers oh my god wrecked it i was so pissed I was so pissed at that kid, and that kid now he's like on the run from the law. He's like a little drug dealing weirdo kid.
1: Oh, now, he broke he broke the wrong person's GameCube. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, a he pattern did. of bad behavior.
0: Yep. He now he's living a life of crime and is in his you know he's twenty or twenty two <laughs> or something now. Anyway, uh, good luck to him and his trip on the lamb. Um, also, I went down a pretty hard sixteen uh, bit sports rabbit hole in the last little bit, and yes. uh, all week I have been like scouring every old 16-bit football game I could find, the Tecmo series of stuff that were on the SNES and Genesis. I played uh, a lot of World Series baseball on the Genesis. And the 32X version, by the way, was awesome. Oh, nice. Graphically, it was not that different, but it had really great sound and just a better, It's just a really, just kind of the best version that they made. It's part of the Sega Sports Series. I still think it's the best 16-bit Baseball game ever made, and there are plenty of good ones. All right, Ken gave Griffey Jr. S- some weird stuff on the front cover, but the rest is I, real good. good I
1: love. <laughs> if you're not following Play Retro Show, Scott <laughs> posted on Twitter. You should because Scott posted that that picture, and it is fan freaking tastic. I, I worry about it. You know, like it's not. I, it's it's borderline what you might think of is like going. Oh, did somebody do that on purpose, or is that feels almost a little bit like it could be in the racist area, but it's not, it's just, it's just the art. It's just the, just, the, it's just the art.
0: Out. It's the pixel art. It's just not, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I think it's, it's not, it's not good. great, but the game's good. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like I, I like Ken Griffey Jr. as a, as, a yeah. as an alternative. It's a good game, but I went through all of them and I am telling you after extensive play, and we'll get into this in some future episode for me, pound for pound world series, baseball, 98, I is think, is? is the last version they did. And then the uh, I want to say that may have been the 32X version as well. Although I think they just titled that World right. Series Baseball. But anyway, that was an amazing baseball game. And I'm were, still playing.
1: Were it. we really in, were we into rubber banding with uh, our sports game at some, that generation? Some. some. Uh,
0: I think it was mostly like arcade translations still had a lot of rubber banding. Like uh, the NBA jams were that way, although you could tweak rules to make them less so. But like right. World Series baseball never felt that way to me. It has it has a really fair batting and swinging and stuff uh kind of system to it. The one weird thing I'm running into is I've noticed um uh, well oh so, so we've talked about NHL 94 before possibly yeah. voted by many including myself to be maybe the greatest sports video game of all time. It's a it's specifically the Genesis version. The SNES version is different and it's not the same. It's weird. It's not as good. They got they got more kind of close to each other around 96 97 but but back then for some reason this Genesis one just had magic in it. it just felt yeah. amazing. It was the first one that had like the one-shot mechanic and all that. Or the one touch one shot? What's it called? Where do you is pass it one it touch? In, one you t- pass you it into the guy immediately
1: shoots whatever that's called. Yeah, yeah. It was, what yeah. I don't know, but it was, it was a game changer, Something. Literally.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. Anyway, yeah. it's really good and uh uh Game Pass has a version of that. Uh, in there you just install it and it plays like the old retro you know genesis version music sound everything it's just like that game but they've got brand new current rosters in it which i didn't expect so i fired that thing up and i'm thinking well i guess i'm gonna play with the some team that doesn't exist anymore or a team that's <laughs> bad now or was good then or you know i didn't know and i fired yeah. up and it's like here we go we got the uh, los the las vegas uh, golden knights i'm like are you kidding what? me are you kidding me that's, that's really amazing. it's
1: really rad see what See what love does? Love, love does, does, a does a lot. This. Yeah. Passion love does does a lot. and love does this. It keeps things alive like you know, that.
0: Here's the other reason, you know, that game was so influential and huge. If you buy a brand new uh, NHL game from EA, right. like NHL 22 or last year's 21, which is on Game Pass, those games have uh, the controller setting screen. They got a bunch of stuff right. like... Uh, skill stick controls or hybrid controls, you know, these different control settings. One of the options is literally called NHL 94 controls. They aim, they go all the way back to that, even though those same controls kind of carried up through the whole 16-bit generation up to 99 or whatever. they stopped doing them. So that's how influential it is. There's entire giant communities around that game that still have tournaments to this day. And there's an entire website called NHL94.com that is not owned by ea it's just a bunch of fans doing a bunch of homegrown tournaments and uh, speed runs type stuff and just all kinds of crazy shit around that game it's freaking great so anyway we'll get that's a whole other episode we'll get to it uh at some point but here's where it landed me oh i got so into uh playing all this that i remembered how much i love mutant league football and mutant league hockey that i played a bunch of those and i went Wait, wasn't there like a modern like 2017, 18 game that tried to do that football thing and I just kind of forgot I had it or whatever? And sure enough, I have Mutant League football, MLF. Okay, it's a little slightly different. It's clearly a spiritual successor to all of these. And it's like a modern, beautiful, like, you know, rendered out game with swears and everything and commentary What? where you play football on a field full of mines and holes and ice and and the guys are all big monstery dudes, or skeletons, or mutants of some sort or another, and it's really good. So I just want to give those guys a shout out. It's on sale, by the way. The Xbox Store has it for all the Xbox Series X, S, and One uh, for seven bucks or something—stupid right. cheap. And on the PC, I-, I don't know if it's on sale, but it's on the PC as well. It's on Switch. It's just a great game, and I really like it. It re- is a th- great throwback to these old games, but doesn't look like ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because those old ones, they're great still. I mean, Mutant League Football yeah. still a good game. It looks like a butthole. Well, it, it looks does. like
1: a butthole. Interesting.
0: I don't think it looks very good. And I'm not. And this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here to tell you that a lot of these games hold up visually. They look good for their era. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying those mutant games.
1: Not so much. I think is, I think is a general rule. Me and you agree that up until like the thirty-two, about about the time we decided to take our first steps into three D is when things kind of went sideways with how things looked. Whereas, uh, like 16 bit and prior, it's most of it still kind of holds up. Yeah. It just looks like artistic choice. Yeah.
0: And another note, uh, two, the sequel to Mutant Football League right, uh, is coming out later this year. So Interesting. Yeah. If you want to okay. see how and, those guys are doing, I wish they'd Scott do a hockey pre- game, but they haven't yet.
1: Yeah. Scott Pre Show. Talk me down from being disappointed in my Xbox Series S, which I've had for you know forever. It feels like at least six months. And uh, you thought it was more yeah. gimped than it is. That's the problem. You... I, yeah, and just just the at a middle block, I don't have the best the X, which is one. Well, I was wanting to get and I couldn't locate. Uh, and so yeah, Scott's convinced me that it's not as bad as I thought. So I'll have to purchase these. I will have to get this mutant football league. Yeah, give the it a first shot. One on sale. Yeah,
0: it's only seven bucks. And here's the thing: to just Is know for those out there going, wait, what was the core argument? Here's the thing: there's only two differences between the S and the X. Uh, three differences. Happiness and sadness. Sorry, I forgot. There's actually three. It's a digitally. Okay. It's digital only, so no drive on it. Okay, no optical right. drives. So you're not going to run Blu-rays and stuff like that. For the S, the X always has a drive, uh, has a optical in it. Number two, hard drives like, I forget. 800 something versus the gig that's in the other one, whatever it is. Right. So it's hard drive smaller. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little less than double, but yes. And then, uh, the S outputs at 1440 P, uh, still considered high def, but not full 4k. And some games don't even use 4k. So in those cases, it doesn't really matter. They already output at 1444 P even on the X. But the point is it's X is capable of 4k in games. This one is not, although it will do 4k in media, like Netflix, whatever um right so that's it all the ray tracing is there the speed is there like the one-to-one comparison in every other sense is there but it's hard to know but that because one has
1: an s on it and one says an x
0: yeah one's a big monolithic tower that looks badass and the other one looks like a tiny little <laughs> it thing does. It just yeah.
1: looks so much more it just looks so much cooler
0: yeah so there's the Whatever. that whole thing if you can get an x great if you get an s it's right. not you're not buying a gimp you're buying a
1: is right. that a bad... Don't well, I'm going to give now? it to him.
0: I have to have it. So. Yeah, X is going to give it to you. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Brian, also, you got your GameCube all hooked, hooked up. We talked about that. Um, if I wanted to get one of these CRTs, which... Yes. Do you think I go fa- Facebook
1: Marketplace or do I go like Craigslist? What do I do? Where oh, do I go? You oh, Well, I'm afraid of Craigslist. As oh, scared of my, as I am of Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist is like... <laughs> a nightmare man yeah, they're are there any your, legit people on craigslist i don't even know uh um, they're
0: gonna touch your pp yeah. if you go there they are gonna go hey i don't know man it, yeah. it, that
1: one that one really scares me but you definitely don't go on ebay unless you're just like you know what i don't want to hassle with anything and i want it now so that's that's always the deal i tell people it's like it's according to what you what you got do you got more money than time mm. then go ahead if you got if you got tons of money go ahead and just order it off ebay because you can get it. you know practically right now yeah ebay is more
0: uh, yeah. uh, ebay is like a mute giant mute button you don't have to deal with the people you yeah, just you not to deal thing. with anybody you just yeah and, and if they email you trying to get you to deal with them you ignore those emails because they're trying to scam you anyway and you move on right so That's yeah right. uh yeah. okay i'm gonna take your
1: advice let's see what ken griffey says
0: I think you guys should keep making the show and talk about hair, tick and hexing.
1: (laughs) Okay. But wait, I got to talk about this before we do that. I got to talk about one more thing. I didn't put it in the notes here, but it did arrive. Tony said he was going to send it and Tony came through. Tony sent me. Oh, you bastard. This Mr. F P G a emulation hardware emulation.
0: See Brian's got, he's got (laughs) sugar daddies. I don't have a sugar daddy. You know, it's the cool. closest thing I have as a sugar daddy is Greg for Walkman in the chat sent me an old Walkman once, and that was awesome. That's i love sweet. him for it. it that's sweet. pretty
1: cool. I don't have a Walkman, so that's pretty. Was it uh, a Sony
0: Walkman? Yeah, it's a yellow sportsman one. You can't get them anywhere anymore. Look, it's right here. Right. I've been using it to transfer some old tapes around. But
1: the, point- See, the, the, the difference between me and you, uh, Scott, is that I complain about this for months at a time until people send me stuff to <laughs> shut up about it.
0: <laughs>
1: this is true, it says King Griffey about-
0: Jr. I agree.
1: Yeah. Right. See, I I really wanted it. You know, I really wanted one, but I just I couldn't I couldn't find them in stock anywhere available. And so, like I said, Tony hooked me up, and this is amazing. Let me tell you just just quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna review this thing fully very shortly. I just got it this week. I've only had a couple of chances to really load it up. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you right now, 16 bit and before is what this really does. They're working on a PlayStation core, mm-hmm. uh, but everything before then works just flawlessly. And I can't quite put my finger on exactly what the difference is yet, but it just feels right. There's like almost zero input lag, which I seem to have more of uh, when I'm playing in, on my RetroPie. And I'm sure there's ways to tweak stuff, but sure. man, I just plugged this thing in. Uh, I threw up a couple of the Genesis games I've played a lot of through emulation, mm-hmm. and the experience just felt snappy, and it just felt it felt crisp, and the sound was just spot on. It felt like it felt when I used to play my my Sega Genesis you know, you know, plugged in the raw, the raw, the raw business. And that's what it felt like. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, you want. That's what the whole point of those things are, right? Is you get the real deal. It's almost really hard to, to, to sell somebody on one of these things until they've actually played with it. And they're like, Oh, it's like VR.
0: You gotta, if you put them, put a VR headset on, you get it. If you don't, you don't get it. This thing, same thing. In fact, I look at it and I go, Brian, what's with the giant power brick you got there? It looks stupid, Yeah. but no the mister is badass and i have no i have no sugar mama or daddy right right i have nobody i so, don't have anybody out there who's like hey you know what scott could use one of these
1: no nope. <laughs> well maybe if you and bitch about it for about six or seven months like i did about the mister uh, then maybe somebody else <laughs> well
0: time <laughs> will tell
1: you it too time will tell all right
0: let's time get into tell. uh this week's big discussion very excited about this here we go Shall we play a game We we shall. Hey Brian, have you heard of Hexen Beyond Heretic? No. Have you heard of Heretic, first of all? Let's talk, let's start where it all right. began. Is that game did that game mean anything to you when we first started talking about this being a possibility? That's what I
1: want. When to you see. said heretic, we saw when you said Hexen and you said Beyond Heretic, I was like, oh, I remember that. I remember some cover art. I usually remember cover art. That's like my one thing that I have. It's like I can remember the cover art of almost every movie or, or game I've seen, and I could instantly see what it was, but I couldn't see the gameplay, and I was like, mm, "I can't remember." So I didn't. Pl- I didn't play a lot of this back in the day. I do think I downloaded the demo, the the, the shareware at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, peeking through it, but going, "This is just Doom and Dark Fantasy." Yeah, and I was you're like, not wrong. Mm, you're yeah.
0: not. You're not wrong. It's exactly what it is. Um, it's quite literally that first game heretic is them saying let's take the doom engine it's almost like a mod and let's right. throw this together to make it a fantasy setting it'll be dark fantasy and super metal and all that but it's you know it's not sci-fi uh, although there no. are some sci-fi elements but and and once in a while there's a creature you know they were all sprites back then but there's a creature that might hover over and and you'll go oh well they just took the eyeball from doom and reskinned it and that's okay. <laughs> Cause again, heretic is the beginning of something,
1: yeah. not the end. It, um, it was a, it was a modified doom engine. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, the, you know, there's only so far you can go right with visually yeah. because of the engine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, again, w- when I first saw it, my big freak out was we were already playing at the office. I worked at, we were already playing doom every day and I'm right. like 22 or one, or I don't know. I'm young when this is Youngin'. going on. And, um, I just had a, just a voracious appetite for this new, this new genre of shooters. I just thought this was the most amazing time to be alive. And we would play until late into the evening. <laughs> Even when my wife was pregnant with our first, she would try to play, but she couldn't cause make her sick. So oh, she, yes. so she'd lay pregnant on a couple of benches and just lay there while I played till two. I feel kind of bad about it now, but she was cool <laughs> with it. She seemed all right with it at the time. But anyway, um, it we we switched over to this for a chunk of time and it's all we could play we just loved it so much uh that was just felt new like we were doing something new and it wasn't just doom again um and we started modding it we started making our own maps we made a map in heretic i wish i could find this somewhere the old wads they're somewhere in my old hard drives but we made a map that was an exact replica of the building we all worked in and uh, bathrooms and everything we did this in quake as well but um
1: that yeah that was if you you weren't around during that time that's what we did with uh with doom and quake engines the first thing you would do is you would build a map and a lots of times it would be like the you know your house or uh you know or the office just kind of like kids do today with minecraft you know Mm -hmm. it's like oh i'm gonna recreate the house and that was our our time Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. that's what we did yep and uh how, so you got the bathroom and everything? Yeah, bathrooms, toilets.
0: I mean, they they were pretty rudimentary. Uh,
1: <laughs> Did you put spawn placements there for the for the creatures to spawn out of the toilet? Oh hell yeah!
0: You'd open up a door oh, in yeah. the bathroom, the stall, and there'd be like a you know one of those floating imps or whatever in there. That was always cool. Um,
1: <laughs> it wasn't one of the centaurs
0: though, right? No hell no! They would take up too those, much space. Yeah, they were too right? big, and they would get stuck in there. Too they big? wouldn't. They wouldn't move those effing things.
1: Occupied.
0: Uh, It was a cool thing, though. Uh, So it was published by ID or ID Software, GT Interactive, uh, when it went retail. And it was developed by a very young bunch of developers calling themselves Raven Software. Now, Mm. that may mean nothing to some people. But to those who know the name Raven, you'll know that they did some really rad stuff. And uh, they got bought recently, uh, recently in the in the big scheme of things um, by Activision. And as you know, Microsoft is in the middle of purchasing and acquiring all of Activision Blizzard. And part of what they get out of this is the Hexen and Heretic IPs, which is very cool, because also Phil Spencer says uh, not long ago, said out loud, we're very excited about the back catalog of IPs from Activision partly because he's a gigantic Hexen fan and he can't wait to see more Hexen. Now that's I to me that's tantamount to him saying, "Yeah, we're making a new Hexen game." Whether or not that comes through or not, uh, you know, we'll we'll have to see, but I'm here for it, dude. That new yeah, Doom yeah. engine, give me that new Doom engine, Doom Eternal, and then slap this in there, let's go full fantasy and go nuts with it. You're right. t- you're talking so, my
1: my language. You, you don't. So you you want the new Doom engine. So I I was I was debating this too. I was like, oh, if we saw it again, how would I want it to be? Would I want it to be, you know, the new. Of course, that's the default way you go. But I kind of want to see, you know, a 3D world with sprites. Mm-hmm. After playing this, I played the crap out of this this past week, and I'm like, man, mm-hmm. the 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 art that is sprite making is just phenomenal. That that I probably comes love. from my love from indie games because you see this a lot in indie games but i started drawing mainstream. some stuff in uh, some sprite software i picked up you should
0: right. i should talk to you about that sometime
1: do, do you think fun. there would be success uh just just you know just throwing that on the no, Doom engine just- no
0: you'd have to make it free or something like right it would be the fun it'd be a fun throwback but i don't think you could sell it like a retail game i think if they really wanted to go nuts with it they create a proper in the way they rebooted doom like kind of how doom is yeah. is its all new big thing now like take take that and do it there and i'm and i'm cool having that there meanwhile there are people homebrewing new levels all the time to this stuff Hexen, and two which was set in in the quake engine um people still make maps for that like yeah there's plenty of activity there and a lot of love for this stuff so i don't i don't think you have to i don't think i don't think microsoft or you know however they're going to handle this stuff i don't think they have to do that i think they could just make it straight up game yeah. and it would be good you know? i
1: think you're right i think it would be a, a just a just a love letter to to the fans and yeah, I, I just, they're just a way to grab attention saying, Hey, look, we're doing things that, that Sony's not doing. Mm-hmm. We're doing things that Nintendo's not really doing. Look what we're doing. Yeah. We're bringing back that PC love that you had for, uh, for Hexen and these, these classic doom games. That's, I think, I think that's the right move.
0: Well, this is, so here's some interesting history on the company that made it, uh, Raven founded in 1990 by brothers, Brian and Steve Raffel. Uh, this is a little three person company. They were discovered mm-hmm. by John Romero co-founder of id software okay we all know you know romero he's famous for lots of reasons not just not just controversial ones but you know he's an interesting guy i met him i saw him at a mall once he has no idea who i am but i saw him at a mall
1: anyway yeah i i talked to him last year thanks to uh one of our community members who sent me through the mail uh, oh, gonna, weird, uh, and, weird. Someone sent yeah. you
0: a thing? Okay, keep going.
1: Yeah, keep yeah, talking. yeah, yeah. Actually, that, actually, <laughs> they were supposed to uh, have an interview. Uh, they were. They joined the Romero's Discord server, mm-hmm. and they had a contest there to hang out and talk and ask questions with John Romero, and they handed that honor off to me, and so I got a chance to talk to him, and that was just freaking amazing time because I didn't know what to ask, so I didn't even plan questions because I was like, I'm just going to sound stupid because I'm going to ask stupid stuff like, what was it like working on the? You know, it's gonna. Did
0: you ever? Did you so say anything about his cool up. hair?
1: Do you say who who does your hair and how can I get some of that? Yeah, who does your hair? He still looks so freaking young. Yeah, it's weird. He still looks so freaking. young, But he doesn't 50s. know my name either, Scott. We 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 share that that same thing. I just had a little longer exposure to him. Yeah. I still got that Romero suntan. Me being, was just being the being mall, and him. it
0: was the '90s, and it was before I really knew who he was. <laughs> and he was here in Salt Lake City. He worked for um, he worked for a company called Software and More while he was also doing ID stuff before they could make enough money to jump yeah. out on their own and uh he used to sell like floppy disks to people and he was
1: an interesting yes. dude around here he, also well, i'm okay so that's the one thing you got to know about Romero. he is he is a freaking businessman through and through he pushed this thing he surrounded himself with talent okay mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. he's also he was pretty talented at level design some of those you'll you'll go back if you look which ones he did he was just a really smart leader yeah, yeah and, and he a lot, the, really made things happen
0: he did him and Carmack, you know interesting pair I don't think they yeah. get along now. I don't think they even talk. But no, if you listen to the Masters out. of Doom, have you read that book? I have not yet, and always meant to, and should. I need to pick that up and read it.
1: You need to do it. I have the audio book. Can I share those? I think yeah, I can share, share that with home. me. Well, yeah, I am going to share that with you because it, it is an amazing listen. Uh, those guys were amazing. They had a small apartment, uh, and they were in the same town. As uh, as Raven Raven put in an uh, put out an ad in the paper. That's how he did it back in the day. Yeah. Uh, for I think for a programmer. <laughs> yeah. And Romero saw it, so he, you know, he hoofed it down there, like the entrepreneur he is. Yeah. You know, yeah. and sold them on the idea of using the Doom engine, and uh, and so, and then you know he ends up helping. All along with this stuff and it's just it's, it's an amazing story well, the with, cool, uh, the, cool it. the
0: cool thing about the, the engine at the time was that they had made it so it was very modular and easy to work with you could make right you know, i made levels for hell's sakes and i didn't know what i was doing but all the things yeah. like you know triggers and you know think minecraft how you can build a bunch of crazy minecraft stuff and certain blocks do certain things and all that yes like programmatic kind of visually that's what Doom did, yeah. and that was really unusual at the time. You know, that's
1: what that's one of the things, one of the many facets of what made Doom so successful, and as an engine as well, because Romero created uh, level editor tools, so you literally could have somebody just working, didn't have to really have programming skills. They were they just were visually defining these levels, and as a result, you get this wide range of, you know, creativity. Mm-hmm. that uh that just really played through yeah it was really so, great and he, sh- he trained he trained uh raven on the software showed them how to make maps and everything and so everybody got a chance i think just about everybody at raven seems like they worked on at least a level or so so that's just freaking it's very cool that'll be so and much fun for those of that'll you so like fun.
0: what else did they make well they were uh uh they were company and independent for a long time they uh made quake four and uh they made uh, one of the wolfenstein follow-up games uh, of course, Heretic, Hexen Beyond Heretic, and Hexen Two, and they uh, were all together till '97. They were acquired by Activision for twelve million dollars, and uh, they were still collaborating with Id Software at the time. So, Soldier of Fortune. I don't know if you guys remember the two thousand Soldier of Fortune had like. Uh, this cool tech for blowing up legs and limbs and stuff. It was really, really <laughs> gory. Um, I remember that. That was pretty cool. And it's, then, it's
1: all about the Gibbs. Yeah. It's always yeah, about, it's the about the Gibbs. Yeah. Always
0: about the Gibbs. Get it, Not, and we don't mean the Andy Gibb and his brothers. We mean no, the, not, not two B's just the one B. Yeah. Some say it's jibs. They're wrong. It's Gibbs. Jibs.
1: Yeah. They're, that'd absolutely incorrect.
0: Uh, they made, uh, they were working on that over budget Wolfenstein possible game, but the company made a major layoff, lost 35 people. And yeah. left with two teams. So in October 2010, now we're getting closer to real time. They had that singularity game, major delays yes. on
1: that game. Do you remember that game? PS3 era thing? I, I, I do remember it. Uh, I, I don't have a, a deep knowledge about it though. I think it was good.
0: But anyway, um, yeah. then there were more layoffs. Then Zenimax acquired it and everything got weird. So then they got moved over and were basically the full-time call of duty series helpers so they weren't making their own game so much as they were contributing to the monster machine that is call of duty that really bummed me out at the time it just made me go well that's not cool to take these venerable industry veterans and make them i mean the the founders had long cashed their checks and gotten the hell out of there but you know what i mean like there was a there was a lot of love for these guys and i feel like they were just getting over you know underused like microsoft did with rare at first or um what's the other one there was another acquisition where everyone was so excited and then they just just suck, got sucked in and no one cared after that and i can't remember who it is yeah but anyway it's- so that was a thing but here's 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 the deal now as of december 2000 i don't know where is it 20 oh yeah here it is as of 2020 they are mostly working on uh uh warzone so the the big right uh you know battle royale multiplayer warzone uh, call of duty business but if this thing happens and they got bought
1: by and this microsoft thing goes through hexing on a new console and home uh, computers dude yeah but i yeah I, i'm totally excited i you know and like before these you've done this to me a many episodes so far we've only we're only seven episodes into play retro but you've done this to me at least several times where it's like yeah i had a little bit of experience with that game but i really didn't get into it what mm. isn't really my groove mm. And I'm kinda of surprised this wasn't my groove, because once once Doom came out and Quake, that's all I played for years. There was there was no other game. No other game existed. Yeah, this seems for
0: this seems firmly up your hole here, this game. I'm surprised. Yeah, this is way that. up
1: my hole. Yeah. And so <laughs> and I was kind of shocked that I never really played it or gave it a real big chance. I I guess it was just two different flavors. It's like, oh no, I'm used to, you know, this the space marine kind of thing. I'm not really I'm not really into the dark fantasy right now. And oh my god, I've played so much Hexen. I want to complete Hexen Beyond Heretic. I'm not really sure if I want to go back and play the other Heretic. I kind of took a peek at it. Mm. I may want to play Heretic Two, or is it Hexen Two? Well, it's Hexen. And, as well,
0: there's a Hexen One, which is Beyond. It's called Hexen One Beyond Heretic. That's the one, right. That really is part went two. nuts. Yeah, went nuts with it, and it added yeah. uh, classes. It added, right? Um. But they really and they heavily modified the engine to, to be able to handle a whole bunch more stuff including mouse look um, right what else mouse could you look do?
1: In, inventory I think was was new to this yeah, yeah.
0: um they basically got yeah, the a class, Diablo thing at the bottom look at that
1: like bottom uh yeah bit That's, the bottom like, third it reminds me of the Diablo screen a little bit it's totally the Diablo screen yeah, yeah. but I yeah. I I really regret that I didn't get to play this but I'm gonna I've uh, when we do these reviews, a lot of times I have to put it in my I have to put it in my review. I just go no, we're done with that because I got to look at the next game. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I want to finish this to complete. Oh yeah, I you should keep can. playing
0: it. It's really fun. It's a very, yeah. very It actually still holds up. I think Hexen in, in particular uh, no. holds up. The first one felt more like right. a Doom mod. This felt like its own game. It was clearly using the source material, uh, you know, source engine. Uh, to whatever degree, but the fact that it supported mouse look, although you had to program, you had to do some DOS chicanery to get that to work, if I remember right. Um, but yeah, mouse look is
1: every look. Mouse look is everything, and I think it's one of the reasons why you don't get as not. I think when you lock in without the mouse look, I think that causes more nausea than when you have the mouse look. I. I think just that it does for me. Spinning locked in. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I agree. There's and also these games were famous for their bounce, and the bounce really gets some people. My wife could not do the bounce in these games. Yeah, yeah. Why is this
1: character bouncing? Because it looks it looks normal. Also, something I didn't realize is uh, how the game moves. Because you always think actually, if you look at it programmatically, I I did a little deep dive here on this. If you look at it programmatically, the character is stationary and you're just moving the world which mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. but you don't usually think about it. Right, and that so is a like,
0: wild thing, right? Like I remember yeah. somebody showing a demo of uh Forbidden not Forbidden West the the first game. The Forbidden West comes out this week. Uh what's it called? Horizon Zero Dawn. They were talking yes. about how you know what you see in front of you is these far off mountains, these close cliffs, this water out in front of you, these creatures, the stuff all this whatever. And that seems normal. and if you turn to the left a little bit, your you know your your view switches and you see whatever was to the left of her or behind her or whatever. But at any given time, they're only rendering the cone you can see. right. So there isn't, there is none of this is happening anywhere else. <laughs> It only happens because <laughs> you move and it goes blah, 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 and, and and interpolates everything. It's, this may sound obvious to everybody, but I'd never thought of yeah. it in those terms. You no, know? No. Like, no, I always think, I well, if does. I run past a rock, that rock's still behind me. No, they're not rendering it anymore. Yeah.
1: It's gone. Oh, my God. If you want to blow your mind, just read some what interviews with Carmack and just listen to some of the stuff he says and, and how his passion is for all this stuff. And you're like, holy cow, he was really pushing the hardware beyond or it, to the limits, and then figuring out ways to make it to fool the mind to believe wow. it was he's, he he's was a, a damn, He was a damn genius, everything about yeah. That he's guy. a freaking he's a warlock, is what he is. That's yeah. the reason why he likes the hexen so much.
0: Yeah, that's the reason the Romero couldn't hang out with him anymore because he true <laughs> warlocks can't have a warlock around. What's that about? You <laughs>
1: Can't have a warlock making working on your game, nope. man.
0: Uh, so this is what when things started getting really interesting. Um, the game didn't have to i this was i at least this felt like a big innovation to me because we're now talking about the era when cd-rom started to happen single speed cd-roms or in people's rigs this sort of thing and the game was the first in the series of doom engine based games that didn't rely on midi music at all it ran off game audio cds so the cd itself had game you know audio tracks on them and so what you ended up with was a much more immersive sort of realistic less computery sounding uh, at least audio visual experience than you were getting previously and that was a right. big deal.
1: Yeah, um, all the all the uh, voice work was MIDI, but all of the music like you said was was st- CD and if you put uh, one of these CDs into a CD player, uh, they didn't they, you know they didn't adjust to, you know to anything. You you literally listened to the music mm-hmm. in a CD player. Yeah, exactly. So just Mind blowing if you accidentally did that. Oh, I'm listening to the music now. Yeah, that was weird.
0: We did that with Sony discs all the time. So if you went to track yeah. one, it was a nightmare because it sounded like white noise from hell, and it would right. kill your car speakers. But if you skipped to track <laughs> two, like playing uh Wipeout, the Wipeout discs were great for this. Put them in the right. your car. Hurry up and skip past track one, and then tracks two through eight or whatever were real music, and we would listen to. Those things like albums all the freaking time. It was great.
1: I know because where else could you? There wasn't a radio station playing gaming no, music, no. and and there's a real passion there. I love.
0: We live in I, a time. I, we live now in a miracle time, and people should appreciate yeah. it more because the stuff you can do. You, is you can
1: pretty good. much just think of any game that you can think of it's a big hit and you can find the soundtrack somewhere to listen to somewhere YouTube, yeah youtube Spotify, almost always at.
0: youtube almost any any other place has a unless thing. it's nintendo i i <laughs> found while i was looking at those sports games i found um i'm, I'm really into nhl hits 2003 on the gamecube speaking of yeah. GameCube games uh finally got I used to own that. Can't find it, but I have uh, a ROM running real well on Dolphin right now. Finally, yes. uh, with a with a uh, Xbox One controller is what ended up doing the trick. Anyway, it has an amazing
1: like techno EDM soundtrack. It's so good. I I want to I use you we've I had the same ROM and I gotta I gotta try it out and I uh, I did boot it up and I had the same problem. I tried to use the uh the, tried to use the M thirty the eight uh, bit. Do yeah, the eight bit dudes uh, don't
0: like the sticks in there.
1: Yeah, and then I and then I tried using my Xbox controller, and I think I launched this Dolphin Core through Retro Arch, and it even though the even though like it was mapped correctly, I yeah. still wasn't able to do anything. So oh, I've got to go back and and take a look because it, it it was uh it was, it was definitely definitely an issue there. If somebody um, looked, if today
0: somebody Microsoft, I don't care who, somebody whoever owns the rights for Acclaim Games or whoever's doing it back then, Midway, yes. Yeah. If somebody said, "Hey, NHL 2003 uh is now for sale for 10 bucks, 20 bucks." I'd pay 30. I'd if they put you that You would pay 30. I love that game so much. I mean, it's yeah. an arcade, you know, it's made from the people that made NFL Blitz. So this is Hits, right. right, with a Z. They made Blitz, they made NBA Jam. I mean, this they make extreme sports games, but they make them so fun that they are better than the Sims, and I am telling you, NHL Hits is awesome. It's such a good game. so much fun.
1: I'm looking forward to playing it. But anyway, here,
0: uh, you know what we haven't done? Speaking of sound, we haven't played any sound. So I'm going to play this is some gameplay sound.
1: Except except at the top of the show, you played uh, some of the sound clips. Yeah, I did this guy. uh,
0: You have played this game too long, mortal. Mortal. I love that. Hello, Mortal. mortal. Here's some gameplay from Heretic.
1: It's a lot of shooting.
0: Yeah. You know, lasers. A lot of blood.
1: Yeah, no guns, but the shooting was mostly from staffs.
0: Yeah, like magic bolts and stuff like that. Yes, from staff infections. Yeah, Yeah. and then uh, let's see, I got here some Hexen gameplay audio, which is a little different. Even that CD music wasn't that great. It's okay. Yeah, 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 it sucks. Ooh, see just a lot more magic-y, a little more into the fantasy realm, a little less of a Doom mod, you know? And then, yeah. you got your Hexen 2, beyond... No, that was just called Hexen 2. Hexen 2 for uh, Quake Engine, and that sounded like this. Ooh. Quake. The Quake Engine. Ooh. Oh, hear that? Oh. Hold on. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a more just a lot more um, you know you're playing a more modern game there is what you're doing yeah
1: yeah it's raven great. raven at the start uh they really they had some really strong dnd uh people on yeah their staff, i would say dnd right? they they, dna is what they had on their staff yeah they had yeah. dn yeah they had dnd dna now now uh, uh you know romero and Carmack and all those guys had a had if you listen to the masters of doom they they talk about all the D and D games they used to uh, used to play and and so they definitely had it there as well, uh, but man, Raven really the, the story gets kind of convoluted, but it definitely felt like some D and D stuff. Oh yeah, I mean the the serpent right the three serpent riders, mm-hmm. did, you know, and I was like, serpent riders? You mean <laughs> serpents they're riding or? people who are riding serpents we're so about this
0: <laughs> yeah it's not even they're like talk- it's, it's just not it's not just like hey here's some tropes about dragons and stuff like this was like right. heavy metal level stuff like they were yes it's more like that like metal what's a good comparison it's like you, they hey what if guar was a video game you know <laughs> that's what this feels right. like sometimes
1: to me yeah and i loved it and uh like i said i i, I totally missed out on all that. But you can play as Bar- Baratus, the fighter in Hex and uh, Beyond Heretic, which we played, uh, or Piraeus, the cleric, or Datalon. <laughs> Datalon, the mage. W- uh, what were you into? Were you more of a fighter, cleric, or mage, or were you kind of switch it up? If when you were I remember right, Hexen?
0: mage, almost always mage, that, which is true right. today. I usually, if there's a game where it's like, hey, choose a fighter, a mage, a healer, or whatever, archer, right. I usually, it's a fight between the archer and the mage. I like the
1: range stuff. So. Right, you like the range stuff. You start with yeah. the sapphire wand, and then you moved up to something I didn't care for when I was playing the mage, which was the frost shards. Uh. I didn't, I didn't care for that. You can you freeze the enemy essentially, and they and they kind of hang around, and then they eventually like explode, mm-hmm. but uh, they they get in your way. Like <laughs> yeah. if you're trying to you know work your way through a room, yeah, uh, they they just, they just get in your way. But then then you get to the arc of death, which is like raining down fire. So that's probably the, without your favorite, probably with the, with Oh, the mage I love that. Maybe. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. But those little you balls like you had to move ass. around in there, that
0: was unusual. The other games didn't have that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's sort of new ideas in terms of like environment and like, what you had to move through and traversal and all that stuff. Yeah.
1: We, we were working with, uh, they did something interesting that I kind of hate. They went from, uh, from the first, uh, heretic game. It was, you know, typical doom type level mapping. You know, you, you, you collect colored keys and you open colored key doors. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's, you know, you just kind of just work your way through, through the progression. Whereas this one had a Hexen had um, a hub system, which is where a lot of teleporting, um, a lot of backtracking, kind of like, you know, a little bit of a Metroidvania kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of unlock all the secrets. And that's what hooked me that I did not see from my short play. Yeah. Back in the day. Well, that's
0: I, I still, that's a thing I think that made this game unique was that yes. um that was kind of unheard of in a game like this, especially a shooter style game. You know, we're used to this stuff now with lots of different kinds of games, sort of take this path, but this was real unusual. Boy, there's a lot of Todd McFarlane ripoff art in this thing. Have you noticed that
1: though? Oh yes. Uh there's that would be about the time. But you know, it was just it was just that. It was it, the era we were in. Yep. It yep. was the era that we were in. But you gotta love that uh look at look at that serpent freaking look at that thing that is so freaking i know the blinking eye
0: has a blinking eye on the damn thing it's so rad yeah um so a quick bit of trivia here this is interesting um uh, where is it here? Oh, a couple of things. The PlayStation version of this game, I remember being, yeah. people being pissed about this. Uh, they called it, everyone <laughs> thought it was kind of notoriously evil, not because of the content, not because of any other reason, but because it was one of the very few games on the system It required an entire memory card, which was 15 blocks, quote unquote, blocks of memory.
1: 15 blocks.
0: Yep. You had to save one game. That's what you used, an entire card. And those cards were, what, 30 bucks? Yeah. Whatever they were, yeah, the cards were about
1: thirty blocks, and Sony did the time didn't want any third party cards, so you had to get it, you had to get the official Sony one megabit. That's right, not even megabyte, megabit. Bastards, we don't even usually measure that right. So anyway, I still yeah, have I was a couple of those. That. Do you
0: have any of those cards left? I have a couple
1: hidden somewhere. I I, I don't have any, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's fifteen blocks, and that was unheard of because one to three was about the most you would see in in most typical. There was a few that would go beyond that, but most of them was one, two, three was a pretty hefty one. This 15. (laughs) Your whole freaking card, man. Yeah, Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. People were mad, but
0: it was still maybe worth it for some people. So that game you probably spent 90 bucks on just to save
1: your damn progress. Uh, Is crazy. Did you – now, there was something I did did learn about while I was also – I didn't mean to take a sidetrack when I was looking at this yeah. into the Sony memory cards. Cause I was like, because when I read that trivia, I was like, oh, okay, 15 blocks, what's that mean? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's all you had, mm-hmm. those dirty bastards. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the thing that was not released here in the US? It's called a pocket station. It released sometime after uh, the Dreamcast popularity of the VMU. Do you remember those? Oh,
0: I do remember that. Little memory units. Yep, I have yeah. that one somewhere too in a box.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Sony had their version called the Pocket Station, and uh, it it was I, – I was like, it only released in Japan, and they couldn't keep up with demand. So it, they had plans to release in the U.S., but it never made it here uh, because they, they just couldn't keep up with demand. I'm like, on! I would have loved to have had something like a Pocket Station because I love the VMU so much with the Dreamcast. Yeah, the it was VMU so much is cool, fun.
0: although I, I barely used it, though. Like, I, I used it enough to say, hey, this is a neat idea, but I never – right. It never went past that. Like what I really wanted was like a tiny Game Boy is what I wanted.
1: <laughs> that, and right? that's what – so that's the good question. How much – and I haven't researched this yet, but that's a good question. How much did that influence their idea of getting into this? Did they kind of go, okay, maybe we need to look at the PSP? I don't think it had a huge impact, but I think it 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 kind of cued into them. This is their first kind of like getting into like the portable kind of hand market. Yeah, they were I don't know that maybe. for a fact. This is what I'm feeling.
0: Maybe. Um, you know, the VMU from from the Dreamcast was, you know, obviously similar, but I don't know. There was a period there where I think they were trying to be creative with memory cards and they didn't see this coming future which we're right. going to get rid of do, the memory
1: cards. Do you remember? Do you remember how mad we all used to be? Now I don't think it is as, as much. Now Sony We we give Nintendo a lot of crap, right? You know, for locking in stuff. They're like, we're locking it in. You can't. You can only do this and this with our stuff, and this is how we're gonna sell it. Sony for a while was like, we're gonna make all our money off memory cards, and we're gonna just take over the world with memory cards. And so they really locked you in uh, with compatibility. Oh yeah, they, they love doing
0: that dude I remember not even yeah. that When we first got Vita's, even the Vita was like Yo, use our cards or, or screw you Like, <laughs> that's how it was Right? PSP definitely right. Was that way, PSP had the, whatever those are yeah. called And the, yeah. neither, yeah. all of them are Proprietary, and none of them were easy to get And they were super expensive I think Sony shot themselves in the A-hole Multiple times
1: by trying yeah. to force that yeah. shit down our throats bad idea we were mad about it boy i remember being so mad about this <laughs> crap
0: yeah at least sony or at least nintendo's like sd cards let's go you know right they had sd cards in the previous gen in this gen they've got micro sds like they they're not just trying to force some nintendo thing down our throats thank goodness dude <laughs> but then again nintendo didn't have to really mess with this era well they did okay i take that back GameCubes had cards um right but so prior to that cartridges were doing all the
1: battery right backups. right yeah. that's the, and if you don't remember uh, how, how the, the, the chronological order of how this is going, so you had carts, you had uh, cartridges, and you would have saves wouldn't go on the systems because it just didn't make much sense. If you had a whole bunch of cartridges, and if you're saving each one of those games into the system, it's going to take up a lot of resources, so you started putting memory cards in the in the carts themselves, but, of course, batteries would die. But then yeah. when we moved into the CD era, you couldn't put a memory chip onto a CD, right? No. So you had to have these little handheld uh these little memory cards, these little one megabit memory cards. You know what I think um, is cool and
0: Sony completely effed up? What's that? I don't mean to take us on another tangent. No, that's fine. That's what we do here. That's what we do. But the Vita was badass. That was a the really is, cool console, and it still is. But man, if they yeah, let that drop like the wet turd
1: they think it is. Yeah, Vita Vita is Ugh. uh is is still alive in the retro community. It is it is one of those machines that people recommend because it still has some juice left it's still got some life
0: yeah jc calhoun by the way is saying that nintendo has their own cards we're not talking about their their cartridges we know that mm. those are proprietary cartridges i'm talking about the the memory sticks or the memory sorry sticks. the memory yeah. the storage on the device is are just sd cards and they also have a built-in card or built-in storage just not huge so you go buy 128 gigabyte micro sd and stick it in your switch and right
1: but i think it's referring to the the official licensed sd cards i think was what no
0: was you can about. use anything Probably. i'm using some yeah total off brand in there it doesn't care my switch does not give yeah. a shit
1: not according to nintendo i've read it it's like well, maybe they you know, want me to buy experience. their stuff but screw you them. Need, you need the little mario chip uh-huh See? the mario hello. chip hello yeah
0: <laughs> stick me in the device Whee. <laughs> Anyway, the mod the mod scene is very has been really interesting around that device. The Vita is cool yeah. just in general. They shut the store down. It's like they don't care anymore. There's no reason yeah. that thing could have carried on longer and been better. And Nintendo quit forcing proprietary formats down our throat. Just make a rad handheld. Hand I think it would have been great. I loved mine.
1: Well, you know what I'm doing. I am welcoming in um the uh the the people who are now discovering that if they want to enjoy their Wii store. And Is it which which stores are shutting? Nintendo's shutting down we, two we, stores. We we and 3ds are both going down. We and 3ds. I, I welcome you to the retro community, the place where, <laughs> yeah, we do stuff because we're not allowed to get it. We're going to listen. So. We're going to
0: pers- preserve it one way or the other. I would love to see some 3ds yeah. stuff. Although uh, most DS stuff is kind of it's kind of bad. I mean, the the, the having a there's a lot of it. Having a pen. And a freaking thing that's required for most <gasps> games. It's
1: just not it's not but great. We we're gonna talk about it next week, but the 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 screen, the the gaming console that both of us got from Ambernick uh has a touch screen. That's the reason why I went I with that one mind. because you can do the touch screen DS stuff. It'll run in droid, uh the the droid version. There it is right yeah, there. This is the so, device. Yeah.
0: This is called the Ambernick. What's the new model? Yeah.
1: Um, Ambernick did uh RG, oh I can't remember anyway anyway but whatever it you, is you can boot you can dual boot you can go into Linux or you can uh, go into Android and on the Android side is is touch man that's yeah. what the Android does that's how you navigate so it's it's a good seamless experience and it's supposed to be a pretty good there. touch screen, I although
0: I've not booted into Android mode yet I'm only running it in the Linux side and doing you know um emulation there but so far this is a rad little device I'm very excited yeah. excuse me excited though about the day I go in here and uh, flash it and put in proper, like they're real weird right. about some of the ROMs they use. And so I want to go do my own thing. But again, yeah. SD card, micro SD cards, uh, they, you know, there's the DS listing and, and the touchscreen, you know, there's some stuff that works and they're just fine. Uh, by the way, Tetris for the DS is one of the greatest versions of Tetris ever made. And uh, you don't need anything for that, but you know, they right. just list all your games and, it's what you're used to from most emulation station type stuff. But uh, and so far, by the Miracle. way,
1: nobody sent this to us. No, these this are is something this is that us. me and Scott. Scott, I think, got his off Amazon. I bought it directly off the Ember Nick store just to see how that experience would be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it shipped from California. So they do ship from inside the U.S. They they warehouse it in the U.S. if it's reordering from. Like I think they got a, a warehouse in the U.K. as well as China. Yeah, um, they have them here too because they had one
0: here YouTube in Salt Lake out. in their distribution here because that's how I got it. Amazon had it
1: same day when I ordered it. Excellent. Well, you know, Amazon yeah. that's they're, they're just a warehouse as well, but I, you don't always know if that storefront yeah. is the official people. And that always kind of worries me.
0: Yeah, there's always weird stuff like that. But anyway, so far, so good. Well, like Brian's getting his when he does. And we've had our our way with it. Friday. Friday. Our way with it. That was Thursday. Did they push the day? (laughs) You got a different day.
1: It did get pushed one day. But they gave me a date range that it would arrive. And it's not going to arrive on the first day they said it might be. It's going to arrive on the second day as opposed to the third day. Hopefully, it won't be into that third day.
0: Okay. Bringing things yeah. back to Heretic and Her- uh, Hexen for a second, yes. there's this one bit of trivia that it, that pisses me off because I want to see what this was going to look like. There was a third game in what they call the Serpent Riders trilogy. And that's what these are all part mm-hmm. of. It was originally called Hec- Hec- Hecatomb. Hecatomb.
1: <laughs> you didn't just say it like that. You had to go high up there. Hecatomb. Hecatomb. Like Mario he- Hecatomb. again. Let's see what,
0: uh, I don't have them up anymore. I was going to say, let's see what Ken Griffey says, but I lost that, uh, which would have featured nine Dungeons and Dragons inspired character classes, three good, three neutral, three evil. So they were even going to do it on like an alignment system in the, the game and a large open world environment as opposed to having linear levels or a hub like Hexen. Uh, the game was canceled after Activision acquired Raven software, leading to most of the original team to leave the company to form human head studios you've heard yes. of them before they they do stuff okay. and uh Romero uh, left lefted software and the game's Hexen yeah. 2 and Heretic were developed in its place only a few elements of Headicom survived these game in these games so they, they were literally bummer.
1: trying to get to d d right they were trying to get to a first person shooter D&D and they were just kept every every iteration they were going a little further and just too bad we didn't get to see that final story right did did we actually get to see yeah we saw the um we saw all three brothers, right? We saw all three of the serpent writers yes. from heretic beyond heretic and then heretic, heretic Two, Hexen two. Yeah. Hexen or hex two. Sorry.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think that, that happened as far as human head goes, let's see what they're working on here lately. Uh, oh, okay. Interesting. They, this is, uh, they, they just, started with Blair, Wh- just, a Blair, Witch thing, and then they worked all the way yeah. up to r- their latest game was rune two.
1: Yeah. Did which it? I loved. And I talked about on our other podcast we had, um, It was quite unpolished at the time that I got into it, and so it kind of felt floaty. Mm. But I loved what was going on in it, and when I went back and looked to see why, I was like, "Oh, I get it now. I see where these people are coming from." And so I need to go back and visit it. It was really an uneven experience, but I was having a lot of fun.
0: Oh, Dungeon Defenders is them. I didn't know. I haven't seen that. What is Dungeon Defenders? uh, Haven't seen that one. It's you. Twenty fifteen. You must have seen this. Mm. It's like a. Action-based tower defense business. I was never my no. jam, but people like gross
1: it. tower yeah. defense.
0: Kind of gross. Uh,
1: their latest. I heard Pac Man's a tower defense. What do you think about that? F that. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. So they're. I don't know what they're working on now. Oh, they were. Okay. So they did the 2006 Prey, not to be confused with the other game Prey no. that came out, and they canceled Prey Two, even though there's another Prey 2, <laughs> Prey Two by right. somebody
1: else. We got to pray just to make it today, Scott. Yeah, it's all jacked up. So it's, it looks like Human heads, heads
0: Human Heads not really doing much at the moment, but we'll see what they're up to.
1: Now the Microsoft
0: owns them as well cuz right. they were they were acquired by Zenimax and now brought, and they own everybody now.
1: They own everyone. It's, it's it's so it's so weird that in our lifetimes we've went from hating Microsoft for buying stuff to kind of appreciating it most of the time. Mm-hmm. They they've become good stewards. Uh, uh by staying out just putting money in and kind of staying out of uh out of the way yeah with the with the production i have a i'm not saying that's always true i'm just saying yeah no in this in case general. i agree uh
0: yeah. by the way so <laughs> this might piss off i don't know if it will or not maybe some mac haters out there because uh, basically it became mac os 10 and 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 is still what mac os is today but oh, anyway yeah. at least the underpinnings but heretic like doom was developed on a Next Step box, Those, uh, that stuff that uh, freaking Steve Jobs was working on when he wasn't there, or after he left Apple. And then when he came back, he brought all that over, and they built uh, OS, or Mac OS out of it. So yeah. it's kind of funny yeah. how that works. But Which anyway. is good
1: for me, because I love the Unix BSD world, and so I, I was interested in this. Mm-hmm. And I would have totally, if I'd have been programming at that time, I would have totally gotten into that. Yep. That would have been the, my preferred choice.
0: Yep, that's true. Uh, 98 uh, sorry, 97, um, Hexen was 1997's game that should have stayed on the PC, <laughs> <laughs> commenting that while the N64 version was the best of the console ports up to that point, all three were poor conversions, and Hexen was too old by the time they were released. I kind of agree. That's They, they really tried to bleed that stuff out as best they could, I guess.
1: Right. Um, all right. right. Let's. It probably should have. It, but I was really interested in... The N64 version, so you can play multiplayer. Yeah, um, split and screen, right? On, right, yeah, on the N64 it was split screen. Yeah, so you can play it to four. You yep. can play it to four players, and I'm like, okay, it seems that? like that'd be fun. This we three, all we all four like four player shooters on there. Why wait, wait, no? that might have been. Was that maybe that, that might have been for Hexen 2. Because I was like, there's only three
0: classes. Let me see if uh, I can read that right. Oh, was. I thought Hexen had split
1: screen. Change all not. the graphics quality. Yeah, it was Hexen. So I guess it was uh a to four. Yeah, four player split yeah. screen. They added more. I'm curious <laughs> how that played. I don't I don't have four friends or three friends, so, so I like, don't know.
0: I can tell you it's ugly as hell. I can tell you that. It does not look <laughs> so, good.
1: So it being squished down into a little four by three cube, does it make it look better? <laughs> no. No.
0: No. All right, I'm gonna fine. say no. And also, uh here's the other here's the other thing about all that. The game well, if I've learned anything over the last couple of the last month let's say of digging so deep into so much retro right playstation 1 and n64 games don't look good at all yeah like there's yeah. not even like me going oh well it's just later you know it's a 3d and and, and some of that none of it looks good now unless they were 2d games made for the d- machine like marvel versus capcom on the playstation looks flawless amazing yeah. but it's a big pixel game like, yeah, it's just a proper platform for it. So it plays better than the arcade even. But anything they were trying to just like go for it was a it was a growing period. Nobody knew what the frick
1: they were doing. And it looks like shit. OK, and they didn't have Carmack there to guide them. No, I think he always made he always made the right choice to the next step that served uh, the game. And right. I think these other people were just, I, there's lots of great talent out there. I'm just, I'm kind of giving everybody a hard time, no, but no, yeah, I, I just feel like it, it was definitely a growth moment where anybody had the ability or at least too many people maybe had yeah. the ability to make games that probably, um, I don't know, shouldn't have been given any money, whatever. I'm he- just saying hexing on, you on you this shouldn't device give me money to do it. I would suck. N64. Look how muddy.
0: Look at these textures.
1: Yeah. It's it looks pretty like, rough. It looks now, like this mud. Is not, Oof. This is not my experience. By the way, when I played this, I played this uh when my playthrough this week of Hexen Beyond Heretic was done in GZ Doom. I purchased it now. You don't have to purchase Hexen because the source code's out there for Beyond. It was released at some point in time. Uh you can get the source code. Can you get the wads? I don't know. The yeah, wads are important because the
0: source code is 100% available, Yes.
1: Right. So yeah. the wads are there is it part of the source code? I don't know if it is or not. Yeah. Um but you you get the you know you get a lot of your your sprites you get your sprites in the wads you get all of the scanning stuff you get the the audio files all that stuff you never mess with a wad file you you need to research it it's a lot of fun that's how me and Scott used to do a lot of modding probably back in the day uh-huh. or at oh least, yeah. yeah make all your own wads so, um, if you made
0: a map it was a it was a wad and the wad included texture information right. creature information spawn points all that stuff
1: yeah yeah so. um I downloaded GZ Doom because I did not like the experience. I purchased it on Steam for 4.99 and then I just grabbed the wad file out there because I tried to use the Steam version. The Steam version sucks by the way. It's bad. Because it uses it uses the DOSBox, which is fine in it itself, but the configuration from from uh, launch yeah. on Steam, the DOS box they have sucks and you can get in there and mess with ini files. I didn't want to do that, so I just downloaded GZ Doom. Took 5 seconds. threw the wad in there. Boom. It had the WASD configurations, everything, the mouse look, all that stuff was ready to go yeah, out that's the how box. You, uh, some upgraded texturing if you mm-hmm. wanted it, mm-hmm. and so you could. It just looked good. It's smooth ran so good. How did you play it? Scott? That's how, how I played play it exactly
0: different? the same way. Exactly right? the same way. That was way. the way to go. I mean, back in the day, that's I played my... it. I played it raw on my, you know, my freaking yeah. four eighty six, whatever the hell it was, but. But yeah, like in in a modern sense, that's probably going to be your fastest way to do it. If you yeah. had previously owned the game, like I did, I have no problem using an emulator the minute the minute I see it because I've already got the game, so I know I own it. Uh, right. But the uh, you know, as far as like being able to buy this anywhere outside of that crappy Steam version,
1: pretty hard to do. You can't yeah. really yeah. find it. It's it's not it's not available everywhere. This is kind of a forgotten game, so I mean. Yeah, it, I, it's forgotten, but you know, it's hugely
0: influential. Like, there's so many games yeah. that took ideas from it, and there are modern games today that you'll play that you really don't know how much of this hex and DNA is in there, but it is. And I want you guys to play it if you can find it. And, uh,
1: but yeah. I don't think I told you. Uh, you mentioned who you like the best. I don't think I mentioned what class I like. Oh, and what do you I like there, say, Brian? What do you like? I, I got to say, I I like I like being the fighter. Because uh, I like spike gauntlets. It's the first level. It's the first thing you have. It's, the, it's your fist. Yeah, the but melee is
0: problematic, don't you think? These shooter melee systems are never great, especially it, back then.
1: It, well, it's not bad because it doesn't take long. We didn't even talk about the fact that we use mana here. So uh, yeah. use the gauntlets and spike gauntlets. You, you fight your way through. It's pretty quick, it's very strong hits. Um, it, it. If you've never played this before, the first time you do it, I was playing it like a level game. I didn't know anything about the hubs, and I was thinking, "Oh, you know, I'm going to this point, to this point," and I was like, "Where am I even supposed to go right now?" It took me forever to realize I had to bust some glass panes out to 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 progress, and I'm like, "Okay." But oh yeah, they, it, it, they it don't hold your hand on that stuff at all. You got to figure right. it all out. So, Right. So your first teleport, uh, that's what's fun about this game, by the way, is is figuring out the environmental puzzles. Um, The first teleport you get to, you're already getting the the Timmons axe. And the axe is awesome. It uses mana, which strengthens it. Uh, but then if you run out of mana, it still works. It mm-hmm. still works. Mm-hmm. But then the Hammer of Retribution. I don't know if you've ever played up to the third weapon in uh, in this game. As a fighter, you get the Hammer of Retribution. It's kind of Thor style, right? Yeah. You get to toss that hammer about with the mana. Yeah. And it's, I, I like it. It's pretty good. I didn't good. get far enough to use the Quietus, which I know is the next weapon, but I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, you should look forward to it. It's very cool. There's lots of good weapons in the game. It's very uh, varied. A lot more than Doom is, for example. Yeah. Um, which was kind of the point at the time. Uh, but there you go. It's our look at Heretic and Hexen and Hexen 2 and the
1: worlds that we but enjoyed since. One, one, one more thing. I don't know if you downloaded the files, but you'll notice near the bottom. I, I extracted some of the WAD files or extracted some of the audio files from that yeah. WAD. Yeah. Um, there's a reverse and forward a couple of files down there.
0: I'll play them. Do you you want me to play
1: these? You, yeah. So, yeah, play it and re- play the first one that says reverse. Play that and then play it forward. And let's see if we can figure out what the crap this thing is saying. Oh,
0: good. So, sweet. So, we got some embedded messages in here. Okay. So, here's yeah. forward. Or, I'm sorry, this is reverse. You want forward or reverse first? What do you want?
1: It's, 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 re- I did label it kind of misleading. The reverse is actually what's in the game. Oh. The forward is me looping it back to the original recording. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, I'm So, play be- the reverse first. All right. Here's reverse. Hold on, it's not going.
0: Why is? Oh, I'm muted. Sorry. Let me play it. Let me try it one more time. Oh, sweet dude. Okay, now here's the here's yeah. your fix. Okay. I have no idea. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what that is.
1: I don't know what that is. I don't know yeah, so that is. the the file is labeled SYAB2D. I think what it says is, so you are back. S-Y-A-B. I think that's what it says. Oh, okay. It could Play be. Play one more time. Let's see if you
0: can hear it. All right. Hold on here. Uh, here's reverse again. Okay. That's definitely not anything English, but this next one might be. So you are back. So you are back. No, it says, Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. <laughs> All I ate the Satan. walrus. Yeah, I ate the walrus. All hell Satan. It's all that stuff. It was backmasking back, back
1: then. <laughs> and there's another one, too. But you yeah, to no, I'll,
0: I'll play this one. Let's see what we yep. got here. <laughs> okay. And then this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. The echoing really makes it difficult. Uh, Jeff in the chat and, says, you
0: know it says, buy Wordle now. <laughs> that's good. So yeah, that's, that's it. That's so, up.
1: you know, they got some echo in there. They also probably slowed down the audio a little bit to make the person's voice deeper. Not really slowed it down. But they really, yeah. really lowered the pitch. Yeah. Um, so this one is STB1D. And I think it's serve the bishop. I <laughs> think that's what he's saying.
0: <laughs> Let me play it again.
1: Serve the bishop. Serve the bishop. Uh, serve the yeah.
0: bishop. Serve the
1: bishop. Serve the bishop.
0: Oh, man, I don't know if that's correct or it's just human back. pattern recognition or what's
1: going on, but I love it. I freaking love it. Uh, back backwards masking always is is always a good time. Yep,
0: never never fails to be entertaining. Okay, uh, well well done. But everybody. I mean, it
1: makes sense. Serve the bishop because at the end of Hexen, um, you're uh, you realize that. You're, this is just all a uh, chess game for the third serpent rider brother, hmm. uh, and you'll see yourself, you'll see your class uh, the, on on the chessboard at the end of this game if you complete it. Oh, so, so maybe I, it is serve yeah. the bishop, serve the bishop,
0: but serve him what?
1: Right, or maybe it's the seven kings. I don't, seven kings. There's a lot of story here. Yeah, I don't know if you read all that story. There's seven kings that were that were uh, taken over. Uh, you know, easily. You know, confused, and and now you're just warriors trying to uh, to fight this. There's also Sid Elves, Seed Elves. How do you say it? Sid Elves. Sid Elves. I don't remember.
0: I don't remember something like that.
1: City City Elves. City Elves. City Elves. Not not City Elves. Not not elves that live in the city. No, 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 no. But City Elves. City City Elves. I think that's from the first one, the Heretic. Yeah, Heretic. Heretic I'm not sure if that.
0: I think where's this? the classes? Yeah, it is. I think heretic. We don't have it written here though. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, time to guess each other's games. Destroy it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're playing guess our game, and it's a game we picked from an old list of games. Not really a list. Was just you know whatever we felt like doing. And um, we... I, I call
1: my list Google.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I my list these days have been what do I feel like capturing and and then playing. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, and I actually yeah. so I actually played some of this. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second when I tell you what it is, but let's see if Brian can get it. Uh, I'll give you the hint. It is 2001. Oh,
1: 2001.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's all I'll say for now. Let's see if you can get anything else out of this. All right. you know what I will say? It's a Nintendo product. There. It's Nintendo. Give it to me. Here you go. Wow. This is 2001? Yeah. It's got some serious beat going. Some serious bass. I just hear somebody back there just slapping that bass, that kind of thing. Hold
1: on. Yeah, uh, this is like this is like a cart cart
0: music almost. Definitely cart music. Well, cartridge music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me. Try. Okay, this this might be more. This might give it away. Real familiar. Oh shit! Don't look at the chat. All right, this, this is real familiar. Don't look at the chat. That's all I ask. I mean, this this to me is all dead giveaway stuff, but you wow, had to have played a first, lot of it.
1: Yeah, at first it felt like, it felt something like Mario, but now it doesn't sound anything like a cart or a Mario game. Yeah. <laughs> Except he's, he's collecting some coins there, it sounds like.
0: Well, maybe he is.
1: Maybe he is. You've Actually. been playing a lot of sports games, but I don't, I don't, I don't hear the sports in it. It's definitely not sports. Do you give up? Game Boy Advance is the system. Oh, okay, Game Boy Game Boy Advance. Okay, now I'm now I'm overhead, I'm heading over into Game Boy Advance in my head here. Yeah, yeah Head Take over there. The Look library. At those, those little cartridges, they're all laying around. Yeah. Did this make use of the uh of blowing on the on the console? No, make that, that didn't
0: have that, I don't think, did it? Did the <laughs> advance have a blowhole? I think that was DS. Oh.
1: They, none of them had blowholes. I think it just used the microphone to recognize well, that yeah. you were blowing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right. but I don't think the Advance had a. Had <laughs> I like
1: that there was actually a blowhole in it.
0: I don't that makes me <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I'm going to show it on screen, and this might help you. I,
1: I, I got cover it covered up. Can I look at the screen? If you or, want, this is your next hint. Oh, my God. I don't know this game at all. What so is you don't this? even know this, do you? I don't all right. even know this game. Chat
0: room was correct. What the, game, the game, is. I forgot who said it first, but it's Advance Wars. And, oh, Advance
1: uh, Wars. Okay, I do yeah.
0: know this. Turn-based okay. strategy game, one of my favorite games ever made. Uh, it revived my interest in turn-based strategy in a way that I, it's hard for me even to explain how, how much this game did for that for me. Um, so if you're like a modern-day enjoyer of the newer XCOM games or any of that, um, like even the XCOM developers... Have been on record saying, "I don't know that we make XCOM one and two and have the success we had had we not all been hooked on Advance Wars and convinced we could make a modern version of this." And I, I agree with them. I think they make this, they make turn based so much fun. And I wouldn't say it's simplified. There's still like a lot you gotta, you know, you have to be smart and do strategies and all this stuff. But
1: the art is simplified. But yeah, it looks like some pretty intense. Strategy. There's the copters. I heard. Yeah,
0: the copters will take down your plane pretty quick. Uh, One note here uh, that is important to note is that this is (laughs) getting (laughs) this and its sequel, Advance Wars Two, are both getting um, uh, the the remaster remake uh, treatment. Uh, Last week at the Nintendo Direct, they announced that One and Two are getting uh, something called Reboot Camp, and uh, you should watch the trailer for it. It's a really nice graphical take. On, uh, on this thing. Plus, it has voiceover and some other stuff the original game didn't have. Um, it looks really cool. And I'm a huge fan of this pixel work. It's one of my favorites it, on the it,
1: system, but uh, the new thing looks real good. Wow. It's it's hard to almost believe this one is on the advance. It looks pretty sweet. Yeah.
0: It had a map creator. You could make your own maps, share them with your friends. You could play with a link cable. You could do local co-op or local uh, uh, competitive mode. Uh, the new game will have online uh, stuff and it's both games. I like in that, that collection.
1: you I like that you had friends because I get to learn all about the different ways that people can play multiplayer like oh, link yeah. cables and stuff. Yeah, I didn't link have any was friends. Awesome. I
0: had a so it was it was both <laughs> uh, some friends of mine and I have both had advances. We were in our like you know twenties.
1: Right. Whatever it was, He's but we had, Yeah.
0: But we also had uh you know my I had little, little tiny kids then, but as they got older they loved this stuff. So I would yeah. play Advance, or I would play Game Boy Advance Link Cable games with my daughters all the time. We loved it, it was so much fun. Yeah, That's it's nice. a great game, dude. And I'm uh, because I've been so excited about it. I'm actually replaying uh, one on my computer and two on my new Ambernick just to see how it performs there. Yes. So far, so good. It's all good in the hood. Um, yeah, I love the series. Oh my gosh. I love
1: it so. Why much. is he sweating so much? Why are anime characters always sweat out of that one pore in the side of their head? That must be the largest pore <laughs> well, anyone this, has ever the, seen. The story is also
0: capital ridiculous. Like it's warfare is very not serious in this world. Uh You know, you got troops taking out a whole bunch of troops, and and in in the end, the voice you know, the voiceover's like, "Ah, darn it, you've pushed us back again." But I'll get you tomorrow. Ah, It's just all you know.
1: Ah, shucks, you pushed us back. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: But the man, the game is freaking
1: hard, but fun. I'm into it. I love it. It looks. I this is another game that you've you've you've. Brought me around to it might get its own, br- it
0: might get its own episode after you've had some time with it because I think it's right. a, it's a significant Perfect. title and I think it should be on the list of like whoever does the list of a hundred greatest games. I think Advance Wars should be on that
1: list. That's amazing. right, Brian. I think, you're, yeah, I think we should totally do that.
0: You lose today, but you're also going. Oh. So, so here's your buzzer. Sorry, where'd it go?
1: This way, so uh, yeah, fucking,
0: I can't find it. That is the it.
1: worst buzzer ever. <laughs> that sounds like what comes out of an anime uh, sweat pour. Gross but all uh, right what's my hint here what do i need to know so the year is 1983 is where the hints will start this was actually sent in uh by Kerwin, who occasionally will send me in some uh stump scott on guess my game so oh, 1983 you even have a sugar daddy on I, on ideas and emails. that's fantastic that's right. i don't even have to i don't even write my own show notes what are you talking about <laughs> i like
0: this there's nothing wrong with this make others do the hard work all right here it is it's brian's thing and i'll try to guess it too. It's like a little farts. I know. <laughs> when I heard this, is like perfect. Yeah, this is kind of perfect. Why do I know this? There's something about this I
1: know. You could play this. I, I'm not sure at all what all uh, it was on, but the the game capture here was from the ZC Spectrum. Spectrum. The ZX Spectrum. Okay.
0: Why do I know this? <laughs> <laughs> it's. This is the sound of movement, right? These are footsteps this is the sound or something. Sound of
1: movement. No, I mean like the steps. They're step sounds, right? Of some. No, character? these are farts, Scott. I fooled you. I've just. What all I've done is I farted a lot on on. Uh, and I, I increased the speed in pitch. and pitch. <laughs> what you're doing just... right now is listening to my my farts great
0: great i honestly have no idea but there's something familiar about this kind of right. squeaky this, sound i don't know right. what it this is. this
1: is super old school of course we're talking about what did i say 1982 or Two, three, three? What was it yeah yeah 83 fun. uh you could find this on the zx spectrum i saw it on the commodore vic 20 uh and it was also on the bbc micro so it's a little bit tougher but this is called jetpack j-e-t-p-a-c jetpack jetpack game Oh. Jetpack game, 1983.
0: Right. Oh, look at that! Sinclair ZX Spectrum jetpack.
1: Was this game good? Um, Kerwin <laughs> seemed to like it, <laughs> <laughs> but it, he really uh, Kerwin really liked the fart sounds when he kills the aliens of stage one. It's great. That's what that sound is. Then I guess. Yeah, what? that was really. The, it, I know it came to me, but it was it was intended to make you laugh, get a kick out of the fart sounds. Do you remember that?
0: Um do you remember that that thing Microsoft had there? Or, what was it called? Xbox Arcade and it was like an actual arcade and your little avatar would run around in there and you'd you'd play old games in there and you had to pay three bucks right, for right. Old...
1: what when it is called to arcade? That? When is it called Xbox Arcade? I think that's what it's called. Just... I think
0: that's what it was called. That this game yeah. was in there. Um
1: was it really? Yeah.
0: I don't know why or what the deal was. Maybe there was an arcade version of this. So Look is this that, the one though. where he's floating around and yeah that's it this is, this is the game the one, oh, i know why this is familiar we talked about this when we talked about joust this is a joust like
1: oh yeah that's right we did didn't
0: we yeah that's what it is that's why it's familiar because i was listening to yeah. all those back in the in the thing oh it's got like defender yeah. lasers that's cool
1: wow yeah. that was all the way back in episode one remember that yeah i remember that <laughs> <You> <laughs> remember, a, remember a month and a half ago <laughs> way back in the day
0: <laughs> all right that's awesome well done dude that what gave you that that's cool now, this. Welcome to the Treasure room. Time to do emails. Uh, email is more like it. This is playretro at gmail.com is the email address you need to use. Playretroshow, sorry, at gmail.com. show at gmail.com. This comes from. What am I hearing? Hold
1: on. I don't know. It's great, though. You hear that? Oh, I do hear it.
0: Playing back here. Hold
1: on. Wait. That game had crap sound. It was horrible. Well, you know, it was the Vic 20 and the the, the spectrum. So, I mean, they should have what it could. Yeah, I guess so. Sinclair. So dumb.
0: Whatever. So many people trying for the game thrown back then and so many failed. It's just a weird yeah. time. Odd time. All right. Uh, here's the email. This is from Tom Norris, who wrote in, says, hey, Scott and Brian, I love the new show. I do have a nit to pick, however, about Episode 2 and Fantasy Star 4. Early in the episode, Scott mentions that Fantasy Stars 1, 2, and 3 didn't appear here on the Genesis, but I distinctly remember in 1991 trading in my NES and a bunch of games and using the credit to get a brand new Sega Genesis and a copy of Fantasy Star 2. Um, it looked much cooler than the other RPGs I'd seen on the NES. I loved that game. Um, it was the only one of the series I ever played because not too much later I traded the Genesis in for my new SNES. Uh, all this trading took place at my local electronics boutique. Thanks to Scott for messing up and drawing out some great memories. Keep up the grid work, Tom. Uh, did we confirm
1: this, though? Hold on. Did, did we confirm that it was there? I'm inclined to believe what Tom has to say, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it seems like I did play it. No, he's all, right. I kind of, he's right. Yeah, I play went through all of them for the Genesis, but I didn't. The thing is, I went through all of them and I didn't call you out. So that's that's really on me, Tom. Yeah, no, he's I right though. I should have. I had the information. I just didn't feel like <laughs> correcting Scott. I don't know why I didn't do it.
0: Yeah, why didn't you do it? I'm looking right here on I don't eBay. Know. Somebody's selling it for forty bucks on eBay. Uh, 1990, it came out. You're 100 right. Fantasy Star Two, uh, early Genesis title, right? Very early. I didn't realize they did that. I knew. Th- I thought three for sure was was three. Not here in the states. Well, now I have to know. I, I thought it was. Hold on, I'm looking. Here we go. Fantasy Star Three Genesis. Yeah, that was here too. So I guess three, two, three, and four are all here. Mm. What do I know? What do I know? I know nothing. I know nothing. Do I know anything? You know. No. The answer is no. <laughs> I don't. By the way, same year, <laughs> so 2 and 3 came out the same year. Yeah. Weird. Phantasy uh, Star weird. 4 came out. I don't have that in front of me. We already talked about it,
1: but anyway. And I'm glad we did Fantasy Star 2 as well because, uh, yeah, I didn't know much about it before I started playing it on my Genesis Mini that I had. The game's uh, great. Awesome game. That's been an awakening for me, too. Like I said, I there was a time in my life where... I was obsessed with very specific games, and I would only play those games, and nothing else would come between me and my game of choice at the time. So it's I'm like, getting to go back and learn. I'm getting to go back. It's and, been fantastic getting to go back and learn all these games it's and my favorite part. passions for
0: it. I love this show yeah. for that reason. Um, I was talking to Brian earlier about a game called, uh, it was on the Genesis as well. It was called Chacon. Chacon, and he looks like Eddie the Beast from like all those Iron Maiden posters.
1: That's that's where I was. I kn- yeah. I knew I couldn't place it. You're right. Yeah, it, does it totally like it. does.
0: It's an early Genesis title that uses that old box box art with a stupid grid and everything. Um. Anyway, it's I haven't seen this cartridge since I owned it forever, ages ago. Played a little bit today. The memory flood was painful, almost. It was <laughs> insane, and that game is hard as shit, really hard. Nice. Anyway, uh, we keep digging up fun stuff and we keep sharing it with you right here. And you can share it with
1: us when you send it to our email.
0: Yeah, or to Brian's address. Welcome. Whoops. Where he where he gets <laughs> where he gets all kinds of cool stuff from people and that's awesome. Don't go don't stop for me, okay? Keep it keep it coming. Hey, we never decided on what our next thing was gonna be uh before the show. Usually we do. Yeah. Um, What do you think? Where where are you feeling here? Because I I really like the idea of of a Metroid retrospective, but I also like the idea of Pac-Man. I like the idea of this GoldenEye thing. I'm super into um, NHL 94 (laughs) and sports (laughs) games. I mean, whatever. What do you think? Where do you want to go?
1: We got a really short week. I think we ought to tackle something that's not, not going to be as a deep dive like Metroid. Oh my god, that is going to if we yeah. go with the series, that's going to be a huge freaking dive. I agree. NHL '94 and the NHL uh, series, I, I think, might be the way to go. You like know said, I, A short we, week.
0: We could do that, and I know some people are like, "What? Really, a sports game?" I am telling you, it is the greatest sports title.
1: Let us convince
0: you ever. All right, ever, ever. And I don't know what was going on in '94. Hell of a year for sports games, real good. Right. Just some good golf stuff, some baseball stuff, uh, football. All of it had a great year in '94, which we'll pick that apart too and see what's going on there. Actually, '94 was a good year for games in general, and also for movies. Uh, and '84 was also a great year for games and movies. '98 was an excellent year for video games. We're right. trying to see patterns, but I'm, I'm then they get all it gets all broken up.
1: So who knows? It does it does but i don't worry it won't just be all sports talk this is the play retro show we'll be talking about the people behind the scenes the stories how it got made all that kind of good yeah, stuff yeah. I, yeah
0: so stick around come back next week and listen to more of this insane thing that we're talking about uh in the meantime if you like what we do here we would love it if you came and threw a buck our way that's all it takes is to get into the ground floor and pay more if you want mm-hmm. but and there's lots of reasons why you may want to do more, but patreoncom slash play retro is the place to do it. I want to thank everybody who heads over there and does that. Cause that makes life so much better for us and makes it possible for us to make this show. And it keep, keeps Brian's uh, pimp happy. Just kidding. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> My You're, pimp, Scott. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, but anyway, uh, that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for listening, for watching play retro show at gmail.com play retro show on Twitter And the website where everything, like I just mentioned, can be found is over at frogpants.com slash playretro. That'll do it for us. Until next time, go play an old game. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com.